everyone. Welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie DPFL. It's Tuesday. It's September 1st, 2020. We have 11 baseball games to talk about here on today's slate. I'm joined by my good buddy for the second straight day, Genie for 07. Grant, how are you doing, my friend? Oh, I'm doing just wonderful. Been watching Cobra Kai all day long. It is is a, a blast from the past. It is very entertaining, and I'm thoroughly enjoying it. Cobra Kai, yeah. Um, it's on my queue on uh, good old Netflix. That's on my queue, so um, we'll have to we'll have to compare notes, um, you know, because uh, we we work together a bunch. So we'll have to we'll have to compare notes and see how we how we like that one. <laughs> well, I look forward to watching it, my friend. Um, yeah, man, eleven games, a lot to talk about. Um, you know, Monday slate went pretty well for me. Um, so ready to move on to Tuesday, keep it rolling here, and uh, we get started. Washington at Philly, Patrick Corbin, Aaron Nola. Um, any interest here in Patrick uh, Corbin? No, none whatsoever. I mean, Philly has a lot of varieties in the lineup that can absolutely destroy him. He's been decent so far this season, but he hasn't been anything special. He's priced too high. There's a lot of guys in the mid tier that mid-tier upper mid-tier that i think are just much better options i think philly actually gets some ownership on the slate which against corbin isn't surprising like it, it's it's just a spot where they have a lot of guys that hit righties or lefties very well so at 10.2k I, I don't have any interest in corbin yeah like it's a tough matchup um i'm kind of with you you know these guys are the two highest priced pitchers on the slate um so you know I don't feel like we have like an easy option. I think like maybe Hauser is probably like the closest thing to that. Um, maybe Valdez, but like I like those guys more than I like Nola and Corbin. Like, you know, even if we go to the other side here, you know, well, especially like if you look at like how well Philly has been against lefties this season, like it really scares you off Corbin. And then like, if you look at Nola here, Nola's pitched great. Um, you know, for the most part, the guy's sitting at a 34.8% strikeout rate. But, like, this team, Washington, overall, they don't strike out a ton. Yeah, no, it's a little bit of a tougher matchup here, but Noel's been so good. The problem is his price tag. Like, it's just a really weird slate. Just, uh, like, I'm, I'm going mostly 8K guys. Like, those 8K guys are in too good of matchups or too underpriced for what they're going up against. So, like, that, that's kind of the reason why I'm not on Noel. But there's absolutely no reason – not to play Nola if you have the money for him. Like he's got 2.15 x flip on the season, striking out righties at a huge clip, striking out lefties at a decent clip, and he's just been so good so far this season. The uh, Nationals only have a 3.9 implied run total against him. Like he's fantastic. He's a very good ace. It's just the way that the slate is kind of looking uh, that I would rather go with a few of the AK guys. But if I have the money for Nola, I'm absolutely throwing him in. He's the probably the top raw points play on the entire slate at pitcher. And I don't think there's that's really very disputable. He's my favorite pitcher over 9K, but I don't think that honestly it doesn't say much on the slate for me. He's the like, only pitcher over 9K I would use. Yeah, like uh, we got to see what the Arizona lineup looks like, and like if we can kind of feel out like they moved a lot of people, and we have no idea what to expect lineup wise. But like Urias, he doesn't pitch deep, so like I think I'm with you on that. I think Nola um, is the play if you're paying up, but. I don't see myself using any Washington bats here. Like, I love Juan Soto yesterday. I told you guys, like, he was my favorite player. He was the top player on the slate for me. It worked out. Um, but, like, I don't see myself playing Washington bats. I think, like, Soto's always in play. Like, but I don't see myself, like, going all in like I did yesterday. 
Yeah, I think Soto's still in play. It's just the price tag's way too constrictive. I mean, Noel's a lot worse versus lefties than he's versus righties. He's still not bad to either side of the plate. He's a good ground ball pitcher, but Soto hits the ball so hard, and he's a all right fly ball guy. Um, if I'm using anyone else in this lineup, it's probably Thames. Like, Noel only has a 24% K rate going up against lefties so far this season. We look back to the last season, it was only 27%. Like, it's not the best matchup in the world. I'm probably not going to have exposure to Thames, but if you want to use another guy, Noel looks like he's going to be chalk. Thames isn't the worst leverage play in the world, Thames and Soto. But outside of that, yeah, I'm just off these Washington bats entirely. On the Philly side, like, you could make an argument for stacking Philly against Corbin, um, you know, maybe as a leverage play. But outside of that, like, you know, you still got to kind of respect Corbin a little bit, but he does give up a ton of hard contact. To righties, this lineup is full of righties. Like, I could see this stack, like, hitting two or three home runs off of him. I actually really like Hoskins today. I mean, he's been a little bit hotter recently. Got a home run today. Uh, got 3-10 ISO going up against left-handed pitching so far this season. Corbin's never been that great versus righties. This season, he's been even worse. Like, he only got a 19% K rate, giving up 53% hard contact. And the main thing is he does get a decent amount of ground balls. But, like, you look at this lineup here. I actually really like the Philly stack. Like, I really like the Philly stack. The more I look at it, like, McCutcheon, 67% fly ball rate this year. Hoskins, big fly ball guy. Harper, it's lefty-lefty. He's probably my least favorite at 6K, and you don't even need to throw him in your stack. But Real Moto Segura, we know that they have a bunch of lefties in their lineup. They absolutely – or righties in their lineup. They absolutely mash lefties. They got bombs in there at 3.2K, so it's not hard to – fit a full Philly stack here. Like the more I look at it, the more I really am starting to like it going up a whole bunch of fly ball hitters going up against a ground ball pitcher. And the ground ball pitcher is just like name recognition alone. People are not going to be playing too many Phillies bats, but they have a 4.7 implied run total for a reason. Like I like Hoskins as a standalone, but I'm starting to talk myself more onto this Philly stack. Yeah. Like, I, like I said, I, I could see a stack working out here. Um, you know, we have some interesting spots on this slate just in general that you can definitely attack. But I do think this is one of those ones that you can kind of just, you know, see how it works out. Um, you know, because we're going we're gonna to see pretty decent ownership on the Giants-Rockies game, I would guess. Um, but, you know, it would be interesting to see where the ownership lies in general on this slate. You know, Jordan Lyles is pitching, so who knows. Um. Raising Yankees, Richards, Tanaka. Um, I'm guessing, is it going to be Tanaka? Like, I've seen mixed reports, um, but it sounds like it's going to be Tanaka. Do you have any interest here in Richards? No, no, none whatsoever. Like, this Yankees lineup, even though it isn't what it normally is, Richards just not great. I mean, I get that he's cheap, but there's no real reason to use him, I don't think. Like, I, I have I have no desire to have him in my, any of my lineups. Like, I'd rather get up to an 8K guy. I'm I'm out on Richards. Yeah, you know, he is cheap, and I get it, but I don't know. I, I think there's other guys that you could potentially roll the dice on in this range um, if you're going to do it at all. So, like, there's there's so many guys that I like today in this, like, 8K range that, like, I don't think I'll have to go down here. So, probably going to pass on Richards here. And then on the other side, Tanaka – like, I definitely want to respect the Rays lineup for sure. Um, what are your thoughts here on Tanaka? 
I mean, he's not going to go late enough into the game. I mean, he hasn't gotten over, what, 71 pitches on the entire season. Yes, he's 7.6K. Yes, he can be efficient enough to go five and maybe get the win. But really, there's no reason to use him. He can put up a 20-point game. There's a lot of good options in the AK range. Like, the Rays are not the worst lineup in the world. and They've get, definitely got some guys that can beat him up. So, no, no Tanaka for me. Uh, let's talk bats. Anything standing out to you for Tampa? I think Meadows and Lau, like pretty much the same as every single day. Um, Meadows is probably a little bit too cheap. Like if you want to do a full stack, I have no problem with it, but Tanaka is not a bad pitcher. And like the Yankees bullpen's good. T- Tanaka will go up a few home runs specifically to lefties. So I would target Choi, Lau, Meadows in my lineup. But um, yeah, like it's, it's mostly Lau and Meadows as one-offs just because Tanaka will probably give up a bomb in this game, and I'm just hoping it's one of those two lefties which are the most likely to get it. I don't mind Yoshi or um, Choi as well. Um, Tanaka does give up a lot of hard contact and fly balls to lefty. This game's in Yankee Stadium. So uh, Yoshi's sitting at 2.3K, um, and Choi is at 3.3K. So, like, I don't mind either one of those guys. Like, Yoshi's small sample size, but this guy hits the ball in the air 48% of the time against right pitching. So um, definitely don't hate him as a value play at 2.3 K and then on the Yankee side of things, like I, I typically don't mind picking on Richards. So I don't mind playing some Yankees bats here. It's just my problem with the Yankees here is like this, this lineup's a little watered down and like the guys I want to play are still almost all over 4 K. So it's still kind of tough to make this um, whole stack work. I like it. I mean, we don't currently have a line for it. I don't think yet, but they're probably going to have a run total over five would be my guess probably around 5.2. Yeah, Voight and LeMahieu are the guys I want to use, but Hicks is sitting there at 3.6K. Frazier's at 4K. Urshela's at 3.9K. Troutman is at 3.3K. Sanchez, 4.3K. It's not a terribly expensive stack, and on a day where I'm trying to fit in 8K pitchers, that leaves me with right, like, the perfect range for stacking up the Yankees. I, I like it quite a bit today. Like, Richards is just not great. He's not really great to either side of the plate. He gives up a lot of hard contact and fly balls. It is in New York. Like, it's not going to be the greatest weather in the world, but they definitely have a few guys that can hit the ball out. So, like, Hicks is just far too cheap, especially if he's batting third in the lineup. But I like most of the Yankees here. And then it's not too hard to fit in LeMahieu if you throw in some of the cheaper bats in this lineup. So, I like him, mostly the one through seven guys. But uh, I'm, a, I'm probably more on the Yankees than you are. Yeah, I think you, you you are definitely a little bit on them more than me. Um, um, moving on. We got the Cubs and the Pirates. John Lester, Chad, cool. Um, any interest here in Lester? None. Like, he's just not that great. Like, Pittsburgh is not a great lineup, but they don't strike out a huge clip. He's sitting at way too much at 9.4K. It's a good pitcher's ballpark, but I don't care. I have no interest in Lester. I have no interest in anything in this game. Um, yeah, like Pittsburgh, they're still top 10 in like, um, Woba against left-handed pitching this season. I'm, I, I don't play Lester. Um, I've said this many times, like they don't strike out a lot against left-handed pitching either. So I'm probably going to pass on Lester here. And then on the other side, Chad, cool. 20% K rate on the season, 11% walk rate. There's some strikeouts in the Cubs lineup, but again, probably going to pass on him as well. Yeah, no, like Cubs line, it's still a good pitcher's ballpark, but the Cubs are too good, and he's too close priced to a lot of other really good arms. 
Um, let's talk bats here. Anything standing out to you for the Cubbies? No, just no. Like it, it cool's not that great, but I don't like the ballpark. There's too many other good bats on the slate. Like, like I said, I'm I'm not playing a single guy from this game. Yeah, Hayward's two point three k. Um, like I take that back. If I really need salary, I might play Hayward. And I think He's like Caratini. Yeah. You know, three k for a catcher. Hap is not terrible at four point one k. Like. Schwarber's 4.3K. There's there's some guys here that I don't hate. Um, Cheap-wise, like, they might be, like, a secondary, like, stack. Like, if you're stacking cores or something and you need, like, a secondary cheaper stack, like, you could go you could go Hayward, Hap, and, um, you know, Car- Carantini, and, like, you're, you're, you're saving a ton of money there. So, I don't hate that. And then, like, Pittsburgh, they're cheap. They're really, really cheap um, going up against Leicester this is one of those spots that like, it's the same spot as yesterday. I think that, you know, you could look at some of these Pittsburgh bats as just, you know, one offs or two, two man stacks to just kind of save some value. Like Stallings is 2.7 K. Um, Ozuna's 2 K Hayes is 2 K. If he's in the lineup, um, sounds like he's going to be in the lineup. They said that he's going to make his debut against the Cubs. So um, like, it's going to be interesting because there's a ton of cheap bats in this lineup. Yeah, I mean, the more you talk about it, I don't think I'm going to need cheap bats just because my pitching. But if it works out that way, then yeah, there are some cheap bats in this lineup. Yeah, like Hayes, man, like cracking the lineup here, um, 2K. Like, I don't know. if Both of these teams are like really interesting, like one-offs or like secondary stacks on an expensive stack just because they're just so cheap. And the position eligibility is pretty decent as well. So definitely going to keep them in mind, you know, when I'm when I'm just looking overall at this game or on the slate just because of, like, the pricing on them. That's all. Yeah, that's fair. The football season is less than 10 days away, and they're with the reigning champs set to take the field to kick off the season. There's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports to celebrate week one of the football season. DraftKings is putting you in the center of the action with two shots at $1 million top prize. So get in on all the action now. Making it rain with DraftKings is easy. Draft your team, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for yards, touchdowns, and so much more. On top of that amazing offer, DraftKings is giving away a share of up to $100 million in prizes to all users who enter their free football survivor pool. All you have to do is sign up for DraftKings Sportsbook, enter the survivor pool, and you instantly get a share of up to $100 million in giveaways. With all this cash up for grabs, there's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings. Download the top-rated DraftKings app now and use promo code GRIND to get a free shot at a million-dollar top prize. And for a limited time, get your share of $100 million in prizes once you enter DraftKings' free survivor pool. That's promo code GRIND to get in on all the action for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum $5 deposit required. Other terms and conditions, eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. We're moving on. we got the Braves and the Red Sox. Ian Anderson, Ryan Weber. Um, any interest here in Anderson? No, no, not really. I mean, Red Sox aren't as great as they once were. Um, but like, this is just not the slate. He sent it 6.8 K and I guess if you need some leave, he did pitch well in his first outing here, but not a guy that I think I'm going to use here in the spot. 
He's one of like two guys I think you can use under 7K on the slate, but I don't think that's saying much because a lot of these guys are guys you're going to be picking on with bats on the slate. It's more of like Mitch Moreland just got, you know, traded from the Red Sox. Um, J.D. Martinez is banged up. Um, he's dealing with a hand injury. He didn't play Monday. So, like, this could be a really watered-down Red Sox lineup. Um, so, like, price-wise, if you need it, if this lineup comes out and it's really bad um, – you know, with a lot of young guys and a lot of strikeouts, I think Ian Anderson's playable. Um, on the other side, I don't think uh, Ryan Weber is playable. Yeah, no, no interest in him at all. Atlanta's just going to destroy him here. He's not a good pitcher. I don't care how cheap he is. Don't use him. No, Atlanta's a top stack on the slate. And then, you know, it's the same thing I said yesterday. And, like, they didn't – they didn't do everything that we wanted from him on um, Monday, but this is – I'm going right back to the well. I, I love Atlanta here. I'm right there with you. Weber is not good. The bullpen is not good. It's pretty much the same scenario over again. Like, just Atlanta outside of Coors, like just if we're talking about raw points, is probably the top projected stack on the slate. They might draw a decent amount of ownership. Their price tags aren't terrible, and there's definitely some cheap bats in here. So I expect them to be fairly highly owned. I think a lot of people are going to double stack cores with Atlanta and some of the cheap bets. It's fully understandable. I'm going to check on the ownership, but as of right now, like raw points, they're one of the top stacks on the entire slate. Maybe the top stack outside of cores. Oh yeah, and you know, obviously, you got to look at the lineup comes out. But like Duvall's cheap enough that like you know, there's some cheaper bats here, but I love it. I love Atlanta here, and then. Um, on the Boston side, man, this lineup is ugly. And that's, you know, one of the reasons that I was saying Anderson. But, like, I don't hate Devers or, like, Verdugo. But, like, you're paying up for Devers. Like, he's still really expensive. Verdugo's prices come up, too. Yeah, no, I, that's the real problem is the prices just makes them out of play for me. I'm not going to argue with Verdugo or Devers. But, like, the bats I want are just far too expensive. I'm not stacking them up. I'm probably not using any Boston bats. Yeah, like if if JD's out, you got to beat Verdugo, Devers, and Bogarts. Like that's one of the reasons that Anderson's not the worst play on the slate at his price. So ugly lineup for the Red Sox right now. Um, Mets Orioles um, kill kill Omi Kilomi um, okay. against Wojcikowski. Any interest in Franklin Kilomi? I mean, if you need something cheap, I don't hate it because they're going up against Baltimore. I know Baltimore hasn't struck out a huge. Rate so far this season, they do have they've had better bats than we expected. But uh, like, if you really need someone cheap, he's fine. Like, I don't know how late he's going to go into the game. Like, his stuff minors were decent, although I don't think he played last year. Like, he hasn't looked terrible. He didn't have control in his second start, but they called him up. He may be able to go eighty-five pitches. If you really need someone cheap, it's up against Baltimore. It's not a great stadium, but I I don't hate the move. And like he's the other guy that you can potentially look at on this slate. Like him and um, Anderson are the two guys that I think are cheap enough that you could look at. But I like Anderson a little bit more depending on what we see lineup wise. This kid has a 13% swing and strike rate, but uh, 15% walk rate. You know, command has been an issue with him so far. So I definitely worry about that a little bit. Um, on the other side, you go Wojcikowski. Like he doesn't do anything well. It seems like you know he a lot of his stats are rough. Yeah, yeah, no, no real interest in him. There was a small period of time where he was striking out everyone last year. Not so much the case this year. This is not an easy lineup for a righty, so I'm not using him. 
Yeah, they're going to throw, you know, six, seven lefties at him. Uh, let's talk Mets, bats, anything standing out to you here? I mean, the prices on them are all decent. Nothing's great, so I don't mind a stack. I mean, Baltimore's not got a great bullpen. Woj is not that great of a pitcher. Like, Alonzo, Cano, Smith, Conforto, Nimmo, all decent plays here. They're all sitting around four and a half, four point four 4.4K. So I don't mind using any of these bats. They all got some pop, and Woj has given up a lot of hard contact to both sides of the plate, a lot of fly balls. He's playing over in Baltimore. So I, I like the Mets stack today. Yeah, they're cheap, man. Like I was no, I noticed that before we got started. Um, just some of these guys, like I, I know like Todd Frazier is like very boom bust. Like you hate playing him, but he's 2.5K. Like he's super cheap. But like look at the price on Conforto, like 4.3K for Conforto. Like you can make an argument for Conforto as like a cash game play. Alonzo, 4.4K. You can make an argument for him as a cash game play at these prices. So um, I know like Alonzo started off kind of slow, but like it's not the worst. So I, I think the Mets are definitely in play here. Ballpark upgrade definitely helps. Um, on the Baltimore side of things, anything standing out to you? Maybe Santander, but he's too expensive. So not really. Like if he gets wild, then it's it's not gonna it may lead to a decent amount of runs, but it's not gonna lead to a whole lot of fancy points. So I'm out on the Baltimore bats. They're all too expensive. Yeah, Mont Castle, ever since he got called up, has been hitting. Um, but righty-righty matchup, we don't know really what to expect out of righty-righty matchups for him yet. Um, you know, Santander's always a guy you can play. It's just he's super expensive. So it's it's really tough to just kind of make him work on the slate. Tigers and Brewers, um, we're going to open our situation with the Tigers. It'll be Fulmer and then Daniel Norris and then Adrian Hauser on the other side. Do you have any interest in this whole, like, opener situation for Detroit? No, neither are going to go long enough. Neither of them are worth it. Yeah, like, I, I think one game Norris, like, went a decent amount of pitches. But um, overall, I'm going to I'm gonna probably pass. Um, and then on the other side, like – I love Hauser. Like, it's a righty against Detroit. Like, uh, it's hard not to like a righty against Detroit. Look at the strikeout rates on these guys. 29% for Candelario, 41% for Goodrum. Like, there's there's five, six guys in this lineup with strikeout rates over 29% against righties this season. Oh, yeah, no, it's a righty who is very good against righties and struggles against lefties, and the lefties are Reyes, Candelario, Goodrum, Stewart, like they're they're not good, they're not good bats. Like Hauser is one of the top plays on the entire slate. He's far too cheap considering his matchup. Like, yeah, use Hauser. Hauser, like he's one of three guys in this price range where I just may end up going all in on AK guys in the slate. Uh, but I don't know how lineup construction will go. But Hauser is probably. Number one, he might be number two, but Hauser's definitely a guy that you want to get into all your lineups. He's been terrible recently. I'm willing to overlook that. Um, I think this is a, a great spot to get a bounce back and you know kind of get your, your feet back a little bit. Get through six clean innings. Let the bullpen pick up your win for you. Um, I just I think this is a good one. Like you know, he's had some really high BABIP in the last couple of games. And, you know, the XFIP is still under four in almost every start this season for him. So, um, I like him a lot. 
I'm with you, just too cheap for the matchup. And I don't really have any interest in the Detroit bats. Like, you can always play Scope as a one-off, but I'm going to pass on these guys. Yep, no interest in them at all. Um, Milwaukee, like, we're going to get this whole, like, righty-lefty, um, you know, opener situation. We're going to see a lot of the Detroit bullpen here. Do you have any interest in the Brewers at all? Not really. Like, Yelich here are both over 5K. Makes it a little bit tough to stack them. Yes, they have – a pretty decent implied run total, but they have just not been great this year. I don't think it's a spot where I really want to go with them. So I'm I'm just like Garcia, if he cracks the lineup and comes back at 3.3K is not the worst idea in the world. He's going to get a few innings against the lefty. So he probably only has one at bat versus Fulmer. It's cheap, but like I'm not going to argue with Yelicher here as a one-off. I'm just probably not doing it. Ben Gamble's 2.6K, I don't hate that. Um, like, we're going to get two or three innings out of Fulmer. He's been terrible this season. Yelich is someone you can pay up for on the slate because he can hit left-handed pitching too, and Daniel Norris is not great. Um, Jed Jerko's hit lefties well this season, but may only get one at bat against the lefty. So, like, for the most part, I'm probably going to stay away from the Brew crew here. Um, Indians and Royals, we got Zach Plesic against Matt Harvey. Um, any interest in Plesic? Um, I mean, he was obviously on the COVID list. He hasn't pitched in a little while, but prior to that, he was pitching fantastic, like 31% K rate, 2.6% walk rate, three X FIP. Like he was pitching really well. I'm slightly worried about his pitch count coming back from this. Like I want to hear something about it, but if his pitch count's going to be all right, he's drastically improved since last year. Like I'm trying to figure out why. And I look through things and it's kind of his pitch mix. Like, his changeup is going a whole lot better this season, which allowed him to get a whole bunch more Ks versus lefties. He's got a 50% whiff rate on his changeup. His curve has been great. Like, he's pitched super well. I don't expect him to draw a ton of ownership. If I hear that he's full go for a full amount of pitches, which I know Cleveland loves to do, he's going up against the Royals. There's a lot of strikeouts in this lineup. He's one of the other 8K pitchers that I really love here. And, like, judging – what I think ownership's going to be, I think he's going to go way under-owned if we get information about how many pitches he's going to go. Like, he didn't, like, actually get COVID, though, right? Like, he was one of the ones – he went out in, like, Chicago or something like that, and, like, they – like, he broke protocols for, like, the Cleveland Indians, and, like, the president of the team was like, oh, there's no place for him right yeah, now. That was, a, that was the Clevenger situation. Oh, yeah, now I remember. Right. So, um, I think pitch-wise, Cleveland has been a team all season that have has kind of let their guys go. I think we see them go over 90 here. I like him a lot. Like, um, I looked into it as much as I could. I couldn't find anything as far as, like, how deep. But as well as he's pitched this season, as bad as this bottom of the lineup has been for the Royals, like, this is just a spot at 8,300. I'm willing to take the risk. Like, we just – we have these guys in this 8K range, and, like, he's just another one of them that – like, I like a lot. Like, we have Hauser, Plesic, and Valdez. And, like, that's one of the reasons that I don't think I have to pay up a pitcher on this slate. So, um, on the other side, we got Matt Harvey. Like, at one point, Matt Harvey was really good at throwing baseballs. Um, now he's really good at throwing baseballs that get hit very hard. Yeah, 60% hard hit rate on the season, 13.8% walk rate, not using him. Simply said, my friend. Listen, Cleveland's been terrible this season. It's Matt Harvey. Do we do we do we stack him up and hope that um, we get a good Cleveland game here? Yeah, I mean, I think they did have twelve runs the other night, so I I don't care. It's Matt Harvey. Like, 
it, it just do it. Just do it. Like it's not you're not happy about it, and that may draw a little bit less ownership than they probably should have, but they can't do have some good bats in there. They can put up a decent amount of runs. Harvey's not good. Like just like Jose Ramirez, Lindor are two guys that you want to prioritize. Santana has not been hitting great, but he's drawing a ton of walks so far this season. Reyes can crush the ball, and Harvey has a 75%, very small sample size, hard hit rate going up against righties. Like, Nyquin is 2.6K. Naylor, if he cracks the lineup, is minimum price. They just got him, so I don't know if he's going to be in there or not. But if he's in there, absolutely throw him in because that's a ridiculous price tag. Um, but yeah, stack up the Indians today. Naylor would be in there. He pinch hit um, against Kansas City, so like he's already with the team, so um, he'll be in there. So two point two point zero. Um, Nyquin finally had a bad game. Like Brad Keller did Brad Keller things. Like that guy is so tilting. Um, How's it tilting? You just play against him. No, like he just did Brad Keller things. Like he just went out and threw like six innings, got a ton of ground balls, and like didn't get rocked. And like just keep oh, doing it. He's he's going to get blown up I, the rest of the season. I know. I'm gonna stack against them all year. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> yeah, I like Cleveland here. There's a lot of cheap bats. There's a lot of ways to build this stack. Um, I, I think they're fantastic. Um, Framo Reyes goes yard here. Like it, it just go ahead and lock that one in. So. Um, Kansas City, I really don't have any interest in any of these guys. I mean, neither. Solaire is probably the one guy I would consider using. He's 4.2K. Like, Plezak has been much better versus lefties than he has versus righties so far this season. But I'm probably fading them all. Um, yeah, here we go. Moving on. Right Sox, Twins, Dallas Keuchel, Michael Pineda. Um, any interest here in Keuchel? Against the Twins. No. Like you gotta be able to attack the twins with like strikeouts. Um I'm gonna I'm gonna easily pass. I know like the twins have been bad against left handed pitching this season. Like obviously they haven't been as good. Um outside of like Sano and Cruz and a couple other guys, but like I, I just can't play Kai Goal. As far as like Michael Pineda, he's coming back from a sixty game suspension. Um he threw a simulated bullpen like match um week or so ago i think is what i read and like he was around like 70 pitches in that so like i think he'll probably end up like 80 85 here um if he's pitching well do you have any interest in him not really again there's too many other guys in that price range and he's kind of reverse splitsy like there's a lot of varieties in this lineup and last year he had a 45 percent fly ball rate and a 45 percent hard contact rate to righties yes he can strike guys out there's a possibility they goes 85 pitches, ends up with seven Ks, but he's probably at least given up two bombs. Like, I, I don't see many ways where he ends up outscoring any of the or make more than one of the three other pitchers that are slightly more expensive than him. Uh, let's talk bats here for the White Sox. Um, Eloy Jimenez, like, he actually profiles like a top three hitter in my model today, um, batted ball profile wise. Like, he's. Um, he hits fastballs really well and he hits sliders really well. And that's what Michael Pineda throws, um, like 90 plus percent of the time against right-handed pitching. So I, I love him. I don't know if I'll fully stack this team, but like, I love, um, Jimenez here. I think he is a fantastic play. I will fully stack this team. Absolutely. Um, Pineda, yes, he strikes out a decent amount of guys, but he hasn't pitched in a while. We don't know how great he 
is going to be in this matchup, but we do know from his past that, again, he gives up a ton of fly balls and a ton of hard contact to righties. So Abreu, Eloy, Edwin, Robert, Tim Anderson, even Moncada and Grandal, like, I like them all. Like, I I say this on a very consistent basis. Works out on a very consistent basis, but I'm playing a lot of White Sox today. Like, just you want guys that can give up home runs to them and – Pineda last year, 215 ISO to righties. So I can't expect him to be fully ready right now. So I, I, I think that he's going to get beat up here. All right. Um, twins. Cruz. Cruz. Cruz and Snow, right? Like, yeah. I don't think this is like your home run chasing here, I think, for Minnesota. Like, Keichel, he gets so many ground balls. Like, you're attacking the guys with fly ball rates like Cruz that, you know, hits the ball really, really hard. And... Yeah. And Sano, who strikes out a ton against a guy who just doesn't strike out guys. Like, it's a perfect spot for Sano. He's probably my favorite, but it's him and Cruz, and that's really – like, you're just you're just taking one-offs. Uh, Texas at Houston. It'll be um, an opener situation, then Jordan Lyles, and then Framble Valdez. Um I, we're not playing Garcia. Like, he's not going deep here. We're probably not playing Lyles either, right? Like, he's been no. – he no. has been awful this year. No, I stack against Lyles every single time, and it's always a great decision. Yeah, he's he has been something, that's for sure. Um, it hasn't been good, let's just say that. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's the easy way to put it. Um, I love Valdez here, Grant. Like, again, I can't stress it enough. Like, this team – this year has been just terrible and Valdez 113 pitches last time out. Like didn't think we'd see that. And um, that's all I needed to see. Yeah. 61% ground ball rate, 26% K rate doesn't allow a lot of walks, low XFIP going up against a team that's just absolute trash. Tons of strikeouts, like just play Valdez. Like, like I said, please act Valdez and I can't remember. I can't remember that. And Hauser. Three guys that I won't be surprised if I just like I don't know how lineup construction is going to go, but I may just put in my thing like minimum of this amount of all these guys and just X everyone out of my lineups. Uh, these three guys are going to crush Valdez. Could be the top one. I don't know. They're all three in great spots, but Valdez has been great, and there's a horrible lineup going up against him. <laughs> horrible indeed. Um, we don't even know what the lineup's going to look like, but. Uh, I don't have any interest in the Texas bats. I think Valdez is a top play on the slate, and um, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna overthink this one by any means. Like, uh, I'm just gonna play him. Uh, like you said, like I play mostly play three lineups on each site, and like there's a good chance that I just mix these those three guys and, and just call it a night. Yeah, yeah, that's the smartest thing to do. Um, Houston bats, man, they've been struggling this year, but we know how bad Lyles has been. Can you make an argument for the Houston bats here? Yeah, Lyles is terrible. Lyles yeah. is horrible. Like, I get that they haven't been doing a whole lot, but you can Brantley's get make 3. it. 3.2K. Yeah, Brantley's 3.2K like he has been this entire year. Brantley's one of the top cash game plays on the entire slate. And then Altuve, Springer, Gariel, like Tucker. I'm not going to argue with any of these guys. Lyles is absolutely horrible. So play Houston Bats. Like, it's it's that simple. Yeah, they've been terrible this year, but this is a great spot. Um, Tucker, man, like he is – he's a phenomenal play. Springer at 4.4K. Like these guys are – they're just 
they're too cheap here. Um, they're just they're too cheap for a matchup against Jordan Lyles. That's for sure. So I'm with you. I, I think I think you can make the argument of just playing against Jordan Lyles. Yeah. Uh, support for Rotor Grinders Morning Grind is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Listen, no one wants to cut themselves down there. Grant, you don't want to cut yourself down there. I don't want to cut myself down there. I know everyone that's a man and that's been around for a while has had an issue and uh, don't want to see that. That's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created and just released a new improved lawnmower 3.0. The third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents. Thanks to advanced skin technology pioneered by Manscaped. When I tell you this is premium, I mean premium. The battery will last up to 90 minutes so you can take a longer shave. The waterproof technology allows you to groom in the shower. One of the coolest features in this is the LED light, which illuminates grooming areas for a closer and more precise trimming. They've also upgraded a 7,000 RPM motor with quiet stroke technology. And let's not forget about the charging stand. Show off your mower loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is convenient charging dock powered by USB. If you are listening to me speak right now, I want you to experience it firsthand for yourself. Trim that junk of yours. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code AMGRIND at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code AMGRIND at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use our code AMGRIND. Use it. All right, moving on. We got Coors, Giants, Rockies, Kevin Gaussman, John Gray. Gaussman's been good this season. Um, Gaussman's been uh, great this season. Yeah. Um, like, we just watched the Rockies just kind of flop big time on Monday. They scored zero runs. Um, like, they just – they didn't do anything in that game. Um, what are your thoughts here when it comes to Gaussman? I don't hate it. I actually don't hate it. Like, it's a fastball splitter guy. There's going to be a lot of lefties in this lineup here. Like, he can strike out lefties at a pretty heavy clip. I know he's been striking out righties at a much higher clip than lefties so far this year. But, like, I think he's due for some positive regression going up against lefties, throwing out splitter as often as he does. Like, it's not the best pitch for Coors, but it's not the worst. I, I think that he – I think that he actually does decent. I don't think I'm using any Rockies, but we'll get to that in a second. But if it weren't for those AK guys, I'd probably have a decent amount of ownership in him. And in big field tournaments, I would actually use Gaussman. Like, yeah, man, if if one of those guys gets scratched or something like that, I don't know. Like, um, I, I think you can make an argument more for Gossman than I had originally thought. Um, like, he put up – he's pitching cores once already this season. Um, 16.4 against the Rockies earlier this season. Like, that's not a terrible price. Like, for his price, I, I would almost take 16.4. Um, so, I think he's definitely in play as far well, as uh, – like- when you look at that too, he only went eighty three pitches. He's more stretched out now. Yep. So an extra inning, he could end up with twenty here if he ends up getting the win. Hey, John Gray looked pretty good in his last start against Arizona, but a lot of people have looked good against Arizona. And, and like he had a good game against Texas too. Um I I like he's just gonna have to prove it to me. I'm not playing him here. Yeah, I'm not I have no interest in John Gray here. It's 
in Coors, like, yeah, he had a decent outing versus Arizona, but that was in Arizona. At home, he had a decent outing versus Texas, but every other outing has not been great. Um, so I'm not using him. I have no interest. Did um did DraftKings just forget, like, the Giants were going to Coors today? Did you see the pricing on these guys? I think that they just remembered that they were the Giants. I, I I guess I guess that's like an argument, right? Like that you can say that, but like I, I just you look at it and you're like, oh man, oh these guys are cheap. They're really really cheap. <laughs> they priced up Yaz. <laughs> well, like they could price him up. He's been crushing the ball this season, so like yeah. But I don't know, man. I, I feel like the Giants are going to be very very popular in cash games and tournaments on the slate. Yeah, I mean, Belt's going to be your cash game first baseman. Um, Flores is probably too cheap. Like, everyone's too cheap outside of Yaz, and Yaz has just been demolishing the ball. So, the Giants are his top stack on the slate because of pricing. Like, they're in Coors. John Gray has not been great this season. Like, I don't, I, the only argument against playing them is game theory. Same thing is with most slates with Coors on it. Like, there's a lot of stacks I like in this slate. I know there's a bunch of teams that we've talked about. I don't think you have to play the Giants in tournaments. So, like, I don't think it's that crazy to um, look elsewhere. Like, I, I do think they're cash games. You got to play these guys. You got to play Bell. You got to play Dickerson. These got to play these guys. They're cheap. Um, but in tournaments, you could, I could definitely see going underweight here. Like, that's probably going to be like my expert survey. Like, how are you going to be different on this slate? Like, I, I think there's like four or five stacks that I like um, just about the same as the Giants. So, um, the Rockies against Galsman, like this might be a spot that I just like say I'm going to be underweight on cores in general. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I don't know if I'm going to, as of right now, my plan is not to use Rockies. Like it very easily could change tomorrow. I haven't created any lineups, but as of right now, I do not want to use any Rockies. Like Galsman has been good so far this season. He has not like his numbers for against lefties don't really make sense. He's given up a large Woba, large ISO. But he's striking him out. He's not walking. He's not giving up a ton of hard contact. He's not giving up a ton of fly balls. His splitter is good. I, I don't really plan on using any Rockies at all as of this moment. I'm not going to argue with any of them. Tapia is too cheap. But I'm, I'm just out on the Rockies. Yeah, I just – I can't do it, man. I just – I – I'm going to probably pass, like I said. I think that's a way that I can be different on this slate. So, I'm just going to pass, I think. Um, now, like, I pull up Layout HQ and, like, the Rockies are, like, 5% owned. That changes everything. Like, if they're under 10%, that changes everything. Like, I don't yeah, care who's still pitching. Cores. Yeah, like, I don't care who's pitching. Um, so, definitely want to look at the ownership and see what we're going to be looking at here. Diamondbacks and Dodgers, Alex Young, Julio Urias. Um, any interest here in Alex Young? He's been good so far this year, but he's facing the Dodgers. I mean, I know that there were a lot worse versus lefties, but probably not using him. I'd rather go up to, like, Valdez or any of those guys. Listen, the Dodgers have been terrible against lefties. Like, they're not, like, much better against righties. They've been terrible. Like, they still hit the ball really hard when they make contact, but you look at some of the ISOs and stuff on this team, they've been terrible against lefties. I can't play young, but, like, this might be a spot to go underweight on the Dodgers. Um, the car, the Arizona Diamondbacks are terrible. Um, you know, if we got any, like, if we had any idea if Arias is going to pitch deeper, like, he, you can make an argument, but 
like I just can't trust the pitch count. I love the matchup, just can't trust the pitch count. Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, and I don't like the price tag when the re- there's multiple guys on the slate that I would rather go with. Like, I can't take a bat in this game. Is there any bat that, like, stands out to you here? For the Diamondbacks, probably not. Yeah, this like, is – I'm gonna. I'm just going to pass on these bats, man. I, I can't – like, either side. Like, I don't – It's going to be Dodgers, 98 like, degrees is the big thing. Like, it's um, going to be hot. So, that's why the Dodgers are at 5.6 run total. Um, like, going with bets, I don't mind. Like, Turner, the righties, Pollock's too cheap. I, I, I don't mind this spot, and like I'm not in love with it, but the weather makes me want to use some Dodgers bats. Yeah, I guess like Pollock maybe. That's uh, you could always you could always talk me into playing some of these guys. Like I know Turner's been terrible against lefties this season, but he still has like a 56 percent hard hit rate. So like I guess you could you could play the Dodgers. Like it's gonna be hot, like you said. I, you know I don't hate that. Yeah. I mean, it's just – it's weather. That's it. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see, like, uh, what Weather Edge says for this game, like how much it actually bumps it up. Yeah. Check it out, guys. Sign up for premium. Yeah, a bunch of stuff you can check out, man. Um, use your tools. Use your tools. Um, let's move on to the morning grind game, and then we're going to get out of here. Grant, give me a guy under 8K to get uh, six or more strikeouts on the slate. Gaussman. I figured that's where you were going to go. I'm going to go Ian Anderson. I just – I think the Red Sox lineup could be really bad. Um, over 8K to score under 15. Who's your bust? Corbin. Oh, I like it. Um, I did say Giolito yesterday, by the way. Um, I'm going to go with um, Lester. <laughs> it's always going to be my answer when he's on the slate. Um, over 4K to hit a home run, not in cores. Who do you got? Uh – Hoskins. All right. I like that one. Um, he's been super – he's crushed it. Like, the slow start is over with him. It wasn't a slow um, start. He was still walking at 25%. Yeah, I, listen, I hear you. I hear yeah. you. Uh, give me, that Cardi agreed with me. Give me, um, give me free money, Freddie, on this slate to go yard. Um, under 4K to get two hits. Who do you got? Brantley. The freebie. Yeah. Is what we like to call him. Um, oh, bonus home run, by the way. Eloy Jimenez, bonus home run. Um, To buy myself a second to find someone under 4K that I liked. I can't remember. Uh, give me Nick Markakis. He's the first guy that I liked that I saw. Um, Give me a stack to score six or more runs. Who do you got? White Sox. Braves are cheating, right? Like, I can't go Braves, right? Braves, uh, I'll let you have it, but, yeah. it's. A, I took the free square with Brantley, so I can't argue. Yeah, I'm going to go Atlanta. I just already said, you know, two Atlanta players, they're, like I said, they're one of my favorite stacks on the slate. Grant, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Stay in that 8K with pitching, and you'll win money. We hope so. We hope it's a good day, and um, we hope those guys pay off, so – That's going to wrap it up here for Tuesday. We'll be back tomorrow talking some more baseball. Good luck in your contest, and uh, we'll see you then. See you, kids.